0: When I have been alone, there will be this little quiet lie that will disrupt my contentment on being alone. Can we call it a hiss? Hiss. And it will say to me, like, Mm -hmm. instead of enjoying a Friday night by myself and cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and maybe doing some oil painting or a puzzle or reading a book, instead of just, like, being so content in that, This little hiss comes in and it reminds me that I could be doing this with somebody or why didn't I get invited to that thing? Ooh, there you go. And Mm so it's me acknowledging to go from unlonely to, to me. It's like fighting the lie that I can actually be content and be alone and be happy. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast
1: for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm
0: Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. Recently, Elisa has been looking into the topic of loneliness while planning and writing her book, You Are Not Alone, Six Affirmations from a Loving God. A link to get this book is included in the show notes with the podcast description. Elisa, I am so excited to hear what you've been learning about loneliness. And to dive into this conversation about feeling lonely, I just cannot wait to see what you share. All of us, including myself, have felt lonely. Maybe we even feel lonely right now. So Elisa, let's talk about loneliness on this episode of God Hears Her. Aaron. Listen, I want to ask you um, how
1: you respond to this statement. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. You are not alone. Mm,
0: I think I experience a sense of relief Hmm. when I hear that statement. Yeah. Tell me about that. Why? why? I think because I can tend to feel like I'm alone in my emotions Mm. In my struggles, my circumstances, I can find myself thinking I'm the only one that's experiencing the weight or this burden or, you know, whatever it is that I may be going through. And so when I have a friend that says, you are not alone, Erin, there is just relief in those words Mm -hmm. for me.
1: Yeah. Thanks for being so honest. You know, I, I feel relief too. And I know it's true most of the time, you know, that I'm not alone. And I'm not talking just about my husband, Evan, or my dog, Coach, or my friend, Aaron, you know, I know in my heart of hearts that God has not left me alone. And there is great relief in that and companionship in that. But, you know, I think still, even though we may know in our heads that we're not alone, hmm, do you ever feel lonely?
0: Yes. And sometimes, (laughs) and I will say, if I'm going to be like fully transparent. Please. Yes. When I have heard you are not alone, I do find relief. But I have also found maybe an eye roll to that statement, too, <laughs> a pushback, like yes, uh-huh, like uh-huh. a a pessimistic maybe response of okay, yeah, thank you, thank you for that, or maybe that. a little
1: sarcastic, right, right, okay, I yeah. am not alone,
0: thanks. but I Where am, is you know, is anybody, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right,
1: right, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I want to dig into today because I I think there is this gap between the truth and the reality that when we know God and are in a relationship with Him, we are not alone, but. <laughs> We can feel like we are, Mm -hmm. and the emotion Mm -hmm. that comes to the surface is loneliness.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, so there's a difference, right, between alone and loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think it is? I think within loneliness, there's a a sense of despair, of Mm -hmm. forgottenness. Alone, I think you can be content in being alone, Mm -hmm. but loneliness, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's contentment, but this stirring, this wrestling in our spirits for our, our souls of longing for a deeper intimacy and feeling like we aren't experiencing it that's
1: so good you know some people have tweaked the word solitude and loneliness to to express mm. that difference that you're getting at here I mean I, I've been alone and felt empowered. I remember the first time I ever went to a movie by myself I went to see Terminator yeah. Terminator I love that, <laughs> that was the, movie. the very first Terminator and I felt so empowered and and I remember a time I took a trip, all by myself, you know, like way far away and, and I felt empowered. That's a kind of thing that maybe solitude is, but loneliness is, I think you're onto it. It's more of a mm-hmm. a hollow, a hole, a gap. You yeah. use the word longing. Mm. Yeah. There's an emptiness around it. Can, can you dig around a little bit, Erin, and think of some times when you have felt lonely in the past or maybe you feel lonely
0: today? Yeah. Yes. Man, a few circumstances pop into my mind immediately. It's not really hard for me to find times in which I have (laughs) felt lonely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember there was something really exciting, like a celebration that happened. And, you know, maybe it was my book release or something within my business or something with family, like a breakthrough, or like I've experienced those types of moments. And I've just wanted – you know, I'm single. I live by myself. I've just wanted to call somebody that mm-hmm. was like, or or come home to somebody mm-hmm. that I could experience the excitement with. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I think you can be surrounded. I was surrounded by people and affirmation and celebration and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I still felt lonely. And then I can think of a time after a breakup when Mm, Mm
1: -hmm. text
0: messages aren't the same and phone calls aren't the same. And, you know, you adjust from pursuing a relationship to the relationship ending. And so then there's this emptiness you feel. Loneliness to me has been specific to a relationship Mm -hmm. with somebody.
1: Good. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. I I can actually truly identify with what you're sharing. I've been through breakups, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been through, I've been single. And those are some of the things that come to mind. I also think about, gosh, you know, as a a mom of teenagers, I have felt lonely when Mm -hmm. my kids may look different from what I thought they should look like. And I think everybody else has some other kind of little bow on top kind of family. And Mm -hmm. I have felt lonely. I have felt lonely when i haven't been invited into meetings and in leadership you know at work mm-hmm. or considered yeah. for using my voice in a significant way when when i feel like god may want to use me i've felt impatient and lonely that way you know it, it's interesting because when i've been i've been studying this this whole topic of loneliness and i have bumped into these incredible statistics about loneliness for right now mm. okay listen to this okay. a recent survey found that almost half of Americans feel alone. Half, Mm. half, half. Nearly 50% feel lonely, left out, isolated, or lack companionship. Mm. The number of friends people report today is one or none. Wow. Whereas 20 years ago, people could name on average four close relationships. Mm. I, I know that the pandemic that we've experienced has actually made loneliness an epidemic within an epidemic, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're Zoomed to death. We're gradually putting our toe back into the connection of face-to-face meetings. But we all are careful. And it's weird. It's like the very thing that gives us life mm-hmm. <laughs> is the thing that everybody tells us is dangerous. Yeah, Being together, going to church, meeting in a small group, going to work face-to-face. No, no, work remotely, watch online. And bow! You know, it just... Mm. is exponentially
0: difficult for us Mm. wow one or none friends that is so wild it's heartbreaking this longing for again it's going back to that word it's longing for companionship longing for intimacy and i found myself you know being fully surrounded and, and, and being celebrated. And yet I still have that longing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? We, that's,
1: that's such a poignant, perfect question, Erin, because when I, I look at it in scripture, I look at loneliness and I think, where did it come from? you know where did it come from and you know what if you start off reading in scripture in genesis 1 2 3 mm. ta here comes loneliness it's introduced when adam and eve man and woman husband and wife partake of the only thing they're not supposed to partake of that the tree of mm. knowledge between good and evil and as a result they're immediately mm. embarrassed ashamed they break so to speak and they hide and who do they hide from they hide from god mm. And I think, honestly, I think that's where the pain of alone first enters. Mm -hmm. And you and I have carried it ever since. We were never meant to be broken off in relationship from God or from each other. And so, you know, throughout the the pages of scripture, you're going to see this story of God coming to rescue us from the pain of alone, to give us a way out of our lonely and a way back to him through Mm -hmm. his relationship with us through Jesus. Mm. But you know, that doesn't mean that the experience of loneliness is wiped out while we're on this planet. I mean, you see it in all kinds of people in scripture. I mean, Hannah, who's wailing because she doesn't have a child, and Moses, who's on the backside of a desert for decades waiting to be used, and Elijah in depression in a cave, and and Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and you know, on and on and on. Even
0: Jesus in the garden and on the cross, lonely, Mm. lonely, David, Lonely. Esther, I would imagine yeah. Esther probably in waiting to be called by the king. There was so immense true. loneliness.
1: Mm-hmm. All, all throughout scripture. One of the things I've been working on, and I want to throw this out and see if it sticks with you, Aaron. Um, listen, and, and let's, let's just take these things apart. I've, I've actually come up with six different types of loneliness, if you will see if these resonate. And if they're not true, let me know. But if you can think of examples of them, we're just going to kind of go through them. And okay, the first one is emotional loneliness. Mm. And that's this feeling that nobody really loves me. Mm. Okay. And the second one's relational loneliness. And that's this experience that nobody really knows the real me. Mm. I feel unknown, missed, right? Then vocational loneliness, which is the feeling that my life really doesn't have any meaning and Mm. nobody really cares if I'm on this planet or not. Spiritual loneliness is feeling literally alone and being cut off from God. Physical loneliness is there's nobody to share the loan. I have to do everything all by myself. Mm. Oof. And then situational loneliness, which is this experience of not being included, being cut Mm. off, excluded. It's something that happened with the pandemic too. Okay. How do those sit with you? Do those ring true? And does maybe one or another describe where you are today?
0: All of those. (laughs) 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 All of them stick out to me. You know, emotional loneliness, would that be feeling like you are not being seen or received or accepted by how you are hardwired? And so you feel lonely within yourself? Or would that be relational?
1: I think, you know, we don't have to like split them apart because sometimes there's small hairs. But I think you're onto it, Erin. Yeah, emotional and relational are tied together. Emotional is this feeling of nobody really knows me. Relational is... Nobody really gets me, mm. so we often feel both of those kinds of loneliness together. You know, I yeah. feel super lonely because nobody loves me because they don't understand me, and mm-hmm. that's just so real. And and I want to point out that all six of these kinds of loneliness—they're just categories to help us identify what yeah. we're experiencing. Usually, just like you said, Erin, we feel all of those yeah. all the time, yeah. or, or maybe we're a little bit on a roller coaster and we'll go whoop up on the vocational <laughs> one and then brrr, down on the emotional one and then whoop up on the physical one and down (laughs) you know because we are humans and uh, we experience this great loss and it's very difficult this Mm. loss of connection
0: Mm. I would identify I think with the emotional and the relational as, Mm -hmm. as of right now okay and I think that you know with the pandemic and then with work and it's just kind of a combination It's almost like sometimes you just feel like you're being hit in all corners. You know, I guess that's why I say all of them. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like everywhere I turn, I can be hit with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Feeling that I didn't know existed until a circumstance brings it out. Sometimes I think it's a circumstance or a person or a lack of a person or, or there's a friendship that falls through or a friend that is too busy and, and whatever it may be, you turn a corner and you're hit with that and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that that's how I felt. Turn a yeah. corner, oh, I didn't realize that that was how that situation made me feel. Yeah. And what do you do with that? Yeah, I love the way
1: – You're entering this, Erin. Thanks for being raw here. Because as I've been processing this, I think we're going to feel all of them. But what what is helping me is Mm -hmm. to try to tweak what exact kind of loneliness am I experiencing here? Because I think God speaks to each one of those needs in us Mm kind of uniquely. And we're holistic people. We're not just compartmentalized, but I think He speaks to us. Like for instance, vocational loneliness is this feeling that my life doesn't make a hill of beans a difference, you know, and we can really get stuck there and therefore feel emotionally lonely. Nobody loves me, you Mm. know, or relationally lonely. Nobody gets me. If they did, they would invite me into using my gifts. See, but if I just stay on vocational loneliness and think, does my life have meaning? Mm -hmm. I'm forced to kind of dig down and look at where are the lasting contributions that God has invited me into. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's as a mom or a grandmother or an aunt. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's a relationship with a neighbor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I when I get it, that's what makes me tick right now is I want to go to bed at night knowing that I've contributed, knowing that my mm-hmm. footprint on this planet mattered today. Well then I can hone down in that. Mm. So, so that's another example of these six kinds. And another thing I want to say is that I, I've written this book on this too, which is why I'm also nicely outlined in my conversation because usually I'm not that way, as you know.
0: <laughs> but, I love it. I'm taking notes over here.
1: See my pen. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning into Teacher Elisa here. But I also have realized that God gives an affirmation towards mm. each of those kinds of loneliness. Yeah. Um, we may not be able to meet the need of that loneliness in a relationship with each one of them but god speaks to us and so i just want to run through those Mm. and you know we can put these in our in our podcast notes later but for emotional loneliness god gives a promise Mm. that he loves us for relational loneliness god gives a his perception he says Mm. i know you because i made you Mm. for vocational loneliness god gives a purpose Mm. I know the plans I have for you, he says. Mm. And for spiritual loneliness, God gives his presence and he says, I will be with you. For physical loneliness, God gives his provision. He says, I'll provide for you. And for situational loneliness, God gives his perspective. He Mm. says, I'll use all things for your good Mm. and my purposes. That's a lot of words right there and a lot of Ps, honestly. (laughs) But... (laughs) But I've been trying to put those things in action. Mm. For instance, when I feel vocationally lonely, does my life make a difference? Then I, I think back to, hmm, how has God had a purpose for me? I mean, who knew I was going to be like the daughter of divorce yeah. or of a broken family? Who knew that I wouldn't be able to have children biologically? Who knew that? that I would go to seminary. I mean, you go through every step of your life, Aaron. God knew each yeah. one of those things. Mm-hmm. And he's used each one of those things. I mean, try to answer that. Yeah. Who knew and
0: fill in the blank yeah. for you. Wow. Goodness. Well, when I look back on how the Lord has delivered me from emotions that I'm currently experiencing back then, that gives me strength to not feel uh, so lonely in it. I have to recall those memories and I journal them. I mean, we, we all know Aaron's a journaler, (laughs) but I have to do that. And I think what would be so helpful is honestly to journal those, those types of loneliness in my journal and just write down a memory. So when I start to feel that way, I can reflect back on the Lord's faithfulness and what he, the emotion that he, delivered me from and reminded me that is not a fact, you know, just because I feel it doesn't mean it's true, but it's true for me right now. And, uh, loneliness is something that I've had to go like, just, just pure surrender to Lord. I am lonely in this area of my life. Where are you? You know, um, I'm lonely in this area, this area, this area. I feel this way Will you speak truth and or give me a memory. Give me mm-hmm. give me something to hold on to that gives me hope that will deliver me from these thoughts in my head that do want to spiral. And I know that mine, the way my brain is wired, it will spiral. Like, I don't interrupt it with being like, well, I'll just be productive. No, I like just let it. I like get <laughs> on. The, I'm like, let's go on the roller." Coaster. Off you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so because I know that about myself, so important for me to disrupt my thoughts with what he has done. And when we come back, Erin, we'll
1: share our own moments of feeling lonely and examples about how different types of loneliness can affect us at the same time. That and more is up next on this episode of God Hears Her.
0: Loneliness is a struggle for so many people especially during a global pandemic that has forced us into isolation but the truth is we are never really alone god has made us a promise to be with us in elisa's new book you are not alone she shares reminders about god's person his plan presence provision promise and purpose my prayer as you read this is that it speaks to your heart and helps you see you are not alone Go to store.ourdailybread.org slash notalone to get your copy. That's store.ourdailybread.org slash notalone. Now, back to the show.
1: So let's transition. We've talked about all these kinds of loneliness, and I'm suggesting that it makes a lot of sense to figure out, you know, maybe the one or two or three that are, really really present right now and focus in on those i would love to spend a few minutes talking about ways that we have learned uh, to become unlonely if you will you know Mm. what's helped us what Mm. helps us i mean the pain of alone is a real thing that's going to live with us from beginning to the end because that's part of our human condition and emotions are part of the pain of alone, and we've talked many times about feelings and and how they're okay. They're signals to help us understand what's going on inside. You know, just like on a dashboard, they're like an indicator that, you know, we're too hot, we're too cold, something's going on, and yeah. we need to pay attention to them. But but how, what's worked for you, Erin, to help you move from lonely to unlonely?
0: Mm. Okay, when I have been alone, there will be this little quiet lie that will. disrupt my contentment on being alone. Can we call it a hiss? Hiss. And it will say to me like Mm -hmm. instead of enjoying a Friday night by myself and cooking Mm. dinner and maybe doing some oil painting or a puzzle or reading a book or watching one of my favorite shows or a movie that I've been wanting to see, instead of just like being so content in that, This little hiss comes in and it reminds me that I could be doing this with somebody or why didn't I get invited to that thing? Ooh, there you go. And Mm -hmm. so it's me acknowledging to go from unlonely to, to me, it's like fighting the, um, the lie that I can actually be content and be alone and be happy. Yeah. So I think about finding contentment and being alone and seeing uh, being alone as a gift, which I know that might be painful for someone to hear, like being alone is a gift, but I, I think it can be a gift. I think especially when you
1: silence that hiss, you know, that you weren't invited, that's such a great illustration. There's something wrong with you that you're not in a relationship you're wasting your life because you don't yet have children. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're not important because you're sitting at home. Yes. All those lies that just attack us when oh. we're alone. Yeah.
0: They want to get after me. Mm-hmm. And I think me identifying that this is something that is trying to create division, create mm-hmm. division in my friendships, those thoughts will make you become more isolated. Yeah, we start
1: competing, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And comparing ourselves. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay. So that's super honest. So that really is recognizing where you're lonely and also paying attention to the lies and what they tell you about why
0: you're lonely. Okay. What else? What else? Ooh, okay. Let me think. Let me think. There's a quote that I read in a book, and one of the chapters was specifically on lonely. And it says, Sometimes we learn in loneliness to put our sword and our shield down and cry our guts out about the battles we've waged and lost, dreams and hopes not fulfilled, friends missed, intimacies not honored, opportunities not taken, and struggles with God not seen through.
1: Wow. That's powerful.
0: So when I read that quote, Mm -hmm. I think another thing that we can do is lament. Mm -hmm. Lament our loneliness. Let, Mm -hmm. Let us grieve it. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Feel it. Because when we feel it, when we
1: recognize it, Aaron, paying attention to it. And and I think in what you just read and what you're saying is that we're acknowledging our need. Mm. And when we acknowledge I'm lonely, that's acknowledging the whole that God exists and desires to meet in companionship with us. Yes. So and I don't want just to just be all super spiritualized this because loneliness is so absolutely real. Mm-hmm but the way out of loneliness, the way from lonely to unlonely, you know, at the core is connecting to God. It's Mm -hmm. recognizing that I'm separate somehow because of the pain of alone in our world. And I don't want to be. And so back to how we started our conversation, you know, you were not alone. There is this recognition of it. I feel alone, but I'm not alone. So God, I invite you into my alone Mm -hmm. as my permanent partner in life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's so easy to do. I mean, it's just a simple cry. God, I lament. I, I, I'm alone, and I want you, and I need you, and please come and live in my life with me. Please be my partner. Yeah. Through my days and nights.
0: Mm. Exactly. Hmm.
1: And I think other really practical things about unlonely is um, life really isn't all, all, all about us. You know, yeah. when I acknowledge somebody else. I'm going to feel better about me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to feel better if I get involved with other people. If I become a friend to someone else, for example, if I reach out and introduce myself at the gathering, if I follow up with a text message after I've introduced myself, if I say, let's go to lunch, I'm taking all the risk, I know. But there's a reward that comes back to that. And even if it doesn't come every time, It does eventually
0: come. Mm, I love that because what you're also saying is that in feeling lonely, we have an opportunity to experience vulnerability by doing something we may not normally do. And that is extending, like being the one that shows up. For me, I'm like my friend's babysitter. Like I'm like I'll I actually like arrange for me to babysit every month because I want to pour into this little girl's heart because she's so similar into the way that I was when I was a little girl, and it helped it just serving my friend who you know mm-hmm. she's she's on a budget. She can't. I mean. I'll just show up and I enjoy it. It's a mm. gift to me as much as I think it's a gift to this sweet little girl and to mm-hmm. my friend. And so some of those things like serving um, have helped me to get out of my just constantly thinking to myself that mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. lonely. It yeah. helps me to get out of this discontentment mm-hmm. and recognizing that I have gifts that I can offer to other people that need them, like they, I actually am needed, you, <laughs> yes. you know. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So I think that's Aww. recognizing that you can be that friend that does mm-hmm. the phone call mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the phone call. You can be that friend that serves or cooks or mm-hmm. whatever it may be that you see that you need to fill in mm-hmm. the the space for that person. Notice somebody Notices. alone.
1: Yeah. Yes. You know, one thing that Evan and I have done is we try to, and we don't always do this perfectly, and I do this by myself too, I try to, when I'm with somebody, really remember to ask questions. Mm. (laughs) Lots and lots of questions. And not focus on, are they going to ask me questions? I mean, that's another piece, because that gets into the nobody knows me, nobody gets me. But if I model that, asking questions and genuinely listening Mm. to their answers... And, you know, the older I get, the harder this is. But trying to remember (laughs) what they told me (laughs) so that the next time when I see them, I can follow up. That's just basic friend-making skills. And it Mm -hmm. makes an enormous difference in Mm -hmm. our moving to unlonely from lonely, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. I think you can start to recognize what your heart is made of and what your motives are in those times. If I'm continually seeking conversation solely for somebody to ask me questions. I'm still self-seeking, and mm-hmm. what I'm desiring is actually intimacy yeah. with somebody else. And there's nothing wrong with that, Erin. Sure, I mean, that's
1: sure. a legit need. But when we recognize that, you know, we can't really solve that. We can't make somebody else understand us, somebody else value us, somebody else mm-hmm. be present with us, somebody else carry the load. You know, the, all these kinds of loneliness. We can't make that happen. Yeah. But we can ask God to make that happen for us. And then open our eyes to how we can be him making it happen for someone else and I my experience is that like a boomerang, it gradually comes back to us, mm-hmm. and we receive as well yes, okay, so actually, Aaron, walk me through this let's let's say these things together, these reminders, these affirmations from God about loneliness and the different kinds of loneliness, and we're gonna make this available for everybody on the podcast website too, because I just think it's such a powerful reminder. Okay, ready? Yes. You are not alone. Are you emotionally lonely? Do you feel like no one really loves you? God says, I will always love you.
0: Are you relationally lonely? Do you feel like no one knows the real you? God says, I know you because I made you. Are you vocationally
1: lonely? Do you feel like your life has no meaning? God says, I know the plans I have for you.
0: Are you spiritually lonely? Do you feel alone? God says, I will be with you.
1: Do you feel physically lonely? Are you tired of doing everything on your own? God says, I will provide for you.
0: Are you situationally lonely? Do you feel rejected, not wanted, excluded, or cut off? God says, I will use all things for your good and my purposes. God
1: offers his promise, his perception,
0: his purpose,
1: his presence, his provision, his perspective. You are not alone.
0: Before we close out today's episode of God Hears Her, we want to remind you that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but they also contain links to connect with Elise and me on social and a link for Elise's new book, You Are Not Alone, Six Affirmations from a Loving God. You can also visit our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget,
1: God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His
0: today's episode was engineered by ann stevens and produced by mary joe clark daniel ryan day and jade gustafson today we also want to recognize Luann, kathy and jody for their help in creating and promoting the god hears her podcast thanks y'all
1: god hears her is a production of our daily bread ministries